As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Honestly, my outlook, my outlook on cockroaches after this episode has completely, <laughs> completely shifted. I'm like, I want to be a cockroach. Forget right? about a bald eagle. I don't want to be an eagle. I want to be a cockroach. Oh, bald um, eagles are like, little bitches too. Bald <laughs> eagles steal other people's food. They sound like chickens. They eat oh. from <laughs> You want to be yeah, a cockroach? Just ugly. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Overshare. I'm Lily here with Jocelyn remotely, of course, because, you know, well, actually not even because of COVID right now. You're just in Arizona. I know. And it's so weird. Like, I really am getting well, I'll talk about this in the next segment in the over it. But um, I think I'm I'm over the quarantine. I'm really over it. Like I'm <laughs> you, sick of you not think being so? around people. <laughs> no, like I really, 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 really think so, honestly. But I'm in Arizona where Chris and I have been. We're working on a few house flip projects out here. I want you to come visit at some point. I would um, love because to. we have we're now like in each other's pods officially. So um, after we saw each other, cause we did do a video on shared channel together. Yeah. Have guys, you seen we, it? It's really cute. It turned I, out really cute. I mean, I edited most of it. <laughs> well, it looks really good. You did a great job. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, guys, if you haven't seen, we, uh, bought and by we, I mean, I bought a bunch of Amazon prime stuff on Amazon prime day and then we tested out what we could. Some of it wasn't weather didn't permit. I still need to take max swimming. One of the things was the, the, main, the main thing that I am bummed out about are the jeans. I'll just give this spoiler alert. Lily bought me and her a pair of very cute jeans from American Apparel that were highly, highly discounted. And they are the most uncomfortable pants I've ever worn in my life. 
<laughs> Speaking of being over things, including uncomfortable pants, should we get into our first yes. segment? Absolutely. Let's jump in. So over it. What she said. The thing I'm over point blank is no longer hugging people. I know that this time, this time period has probably been a dream come true for people who like to like limit Lisa. their personal space. <laughs> yes. I am not one of those people. I will literally hug anyone, almost anyone. Um, I have hugged so many strangers throughout the years. When I think about the meet and greets that you and I have done and how many people I have hugged and how much joy that brings me, I am sad. I've hit the point in quarantine where like, I just want to give everyone a really long hug and I can't and I'm over it. I'm so over it. That's and I'd like to even pride myself. I feel like I give good hugs, and you do. I, and I I want to be able to give good hugs and get some good hugs back. And I I just it's not happening. Max doesn't appreciate them. Who was it? Was it somebody me and you were talking to? Was it Jarrett Sleeper? Actually, now that I think of it, that was like kind of upset, and his mom was like, "When was the last time you hugged someone?" Because it releases certain. There was like a beauty trip an episode where it's we were going to get a massage, and he's like, "Yeah, my mom calls me if uh, she thinks that I've been like depressed and not seeing people," and she's like, "Are you getting enough touch? Are people touching you?" No, it's true. <gasps> Honestly, I think it's really a true thing. Anyway, so that's what I'm over. What about you? Um, I mean, I would say I'm pretty over quarantine as well. Um, honestly, I I feel like all my over it and sharewells all have to do with um TV or, or politics. But um, I would say that I'm over all of the different streaming services. <laughs> Oh, why? Because you've already watched everything? No, because I have to pay for like 15 to be able to watch everything. And then also I'm really over, this is, my, I'm over myself doing this, signing up for free trials and forgetting to not cancel them. Oh my gosh. Well, at least you know that your Quibi trial, you're not being charged for anymore because it doesn't Quibi shut down. And I was like, do I know that? They're probably still charging. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking no, of, you I, I like. Have you been stuff. paid? <laughs> no, I have not received payment yet from Quibi. Lily and I both did a brand deal for a show on Quibi called The Stranger, which was interesting to enjoy as a full length movie style. I felt like that's like how I would like to enjoy the content on Quibi more so than like the quick bites, which is what Quibi stood for. Um, but unfortunately, R.I.P. Quibi. Uh, it was very nice watching it in a drive-in setting for that. You and I, you and I have already talked enough. This is our second episode that we Ooh, shot today. So it's been a long day. We... Let's see what our audience <laughs> is over. Let's yeah, let's see what one of our callers is over. If you guys did not already know, you could actually call in and be a part of the show. In fact, we would like you to call in and be a part of the show. I'll give you the phone number at the end of the segment. But right now, let's roll the tape. Hi, so my name is Ginger, and I have one thing that I have to overshare that has been stressing me for the longest. I am so tired of people asking me, when am I getting engaged? Now, hear me out. I've been in a relationship for five, basically five years at this point. I am 25. I met my boyfriend when I was 20, and we both know we're soulmates at this point. But it's like, 
ever since the beginning, when people saw that our relationship was solid, they've been saying, so when you gain engaged, so when you gain engaged. And me and my boyfriend are the type that we want to have our futures established separately first before we can start making those steps together. Like I said, we've been together since I was 20, he was 21, currently now 25, 26. So I only recently graduated college in 2019, so I'm still getting my foot in the water. And my boyfriend just started his new career in the military and is trying to make new steps in his life. So we're still making those progress and we're relatively young. So we're both not in a rush. We know we want to get married. But I'm just tired of people asking because it feels like it's putting pressure on him and me because now I'm thinking about it like, damn, maybe we should be married by now or at least eight. But I'm not worried about it. But I'm definitely not going to be that type that's going to be waiting 10 plus years to finally get engaged. I'm not about that. I just know our time will come. We are slowly getting there. We are making steps for our lives first. That's all I want to say. Like, I'm not in a rush to get engaged right this second, but I do want it, and we both know it's coming at some point. So I want everyone to stop asking. I'm so glad I had to get that to get that off my chest, and I just want to say I love you guys. I love everything this is about, and it feels like another place where I can vent all my problems. Love you guys. Bye. Wow. 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 Ginger girlfriend. I have been in your shoes and I don't want to jump the gun, but I'm pretty sure you are the smartest person, you know, (laughs) because it's, it sounds like she's like taking mature steps to get her life together. And she's only 25. Well, I just, in general, I I think there's such a societal pressure on marriage and I definitely have felt the weight of it, um, as someone that is painfully and obviously single. Uh, but especially if you're in a relationship for that long, I feel like that's kind of like weird to say to people like, and also she's saying that it like, it's making her like worry. Oh, should we be married? Don't let everyone else being insecure about the relationship affects what you feel about the relationship because clearly you guys are fine. And I think you have to ultimately get to the point. Thankfully, like with Chris and I, we dated for five years two or four, four years. Sorry. Um, and I mean, we were older too. So people started asking us like right away, when were we going to get married? When were we going to get engaged? Whatever. And I think the response you have to give is like, Thank you so much for caring. Cause I think that's why people typically ask, or that's what I like to believe. But I think you just have to be like, how about this? You can stop asking me and I'll just let you know when I want to. And then people are like, Oh, okay. Sorry. That, that is the thing. Like, is Cause I, I don't think most people are doing it from a, even a place of like, are you no. getting married? You should be. I think they're asking just as like a conversation point and to be like oh you guys are together for a long time and it feels like you kind of already are married when are you getting like when are you officially tying the knot but uh yes i do think it must get old after you hear it over and over again exactly and i think it depends on your family dynamic too because i think for me and you and obviously i don't want to speak for you and linda but i'm just taking a wild guess because i know your mom like 
I was never getting pressure from my parents to get married ever. <laughs> they loved Chris and they were like, but they were also like, you do you, you are a grown up. You can make your own decisions. Um, so I think it's hard when you get pressure from your community and your parents, which if that is the case, I feel like you ultimately might have to have a conversation of like, please stop Back asking off. me yeah. because it's like, it's like the, here's our plan. And also it's our plan, not your plan. So, and here's the thing I hate to tell you, Ginger is like, it doesn't end. You'll get engaged. And then literally three and minutes after babies. you get engaged, they'll, they'll, they'll say, when are you, when's your wedding? And you're like, we just got engaged five minutes ago. I don't know yet. Then you get married. Then it's like, when are you buying a house? When are you having kids? When are you having another kid? Are you going to have another kid? What do you, it's like, you know, and I think people, just overdo it as far as what they think is appropriate. But Lily, you were right. I think the only reason people do this kind of stuff is because they just care. They're genuinely curious, you know? And they're just like planning in their head, like, oh, are they getting married? When am I going to a wedding next? <laughs> um, <laughs> exactly. And as, exactly. For what, as for what my mom thinks, um, she told me relatively... <laughs> relatively recently that she pretty much has given up hope on seeing me get married so i was what? like uh, thanks linda if you guys want to share what you're over uh and be featured on our podcast next week uh call into the number that jocelyn's about to read to you because i don't know it <laughs> it's 562-661-8729 call us and leave a voicemail with what you're over in three minutes or less. And with that, Lil, I feel like it's time to say hello to our guest. And I'm so excited to talk to her. I'm so excited too. You guys were bringing on Allie Ward and just, it's, it's going to be, we've already filmed this part of it. It's, it's long and it's very entertaining. So get ready. It's very good. Hello, everyone. We're back from our break, and we have a guest with us, and we're really excited. Allie Ward has joined us, the podcaster, the actress, the host. You're, you've done so many things. Like, you're more accomplished than I'll ever be in my entire life. <laughs> no, not true. Absolutely not true. But I have had a lot of careers. I feel like I've ping-ponged around. I've, like, pinballed around from, like, but I just explored a lot of worlds. Yeah, I've explored a lot of worlds. And in Los Angeles, what are you if you're not a hyphenate? Am I right? That's true. And also, guys, <laughs> fun fact, she is also the lovely girlfriend of the one and only Jarrett Sleeper. I know. So <laughs> that is how we know her. And I, know. I just we were just reminiscing about some past videos that he was in with us. And I, I what's it like to live with him? Oh, wow. Well, what's it like not only to live with him, but be quarantined with him during a I pandemic? I can't <laughs> imagine. It like never is all moments. <laughs> It's really not. I'm sure there's so many people who are like, he has a girlfriend. And he's because I think a lot of people weren't sure like if he like if he had girlfriends or boyfriends, um, because he's kind of, he's like kind of all genders in one. He's like he's this, he's very fluid. I know he's very he's someone who can deadlift several hundred pounds and then cry while reading a poem like moments later. So. I always describe it was like, you never know what you're going to get looks wise when he would come into a shoot because one day he would come in and be like a lumberjack. And then the next day he would come in with like gold tights and a fanny pack. And it's like, oh, okay. Eventually it just becomes very normal. 
Oh yeah, it, he contains <laughs> multitudes. Um, no, yeah, we have been, we were broken up so many times over the last nine years. So there were times when we weren't together and we were together, but I met him eight, eight or nine years ago. Oh, he wow. was a butcher at the time. I know he you also know has it. had a lot of careers. He's had a lot of careers. <laughs> I met him in a butcher shop. He was wearing like a chainmail apron and he was splattered in like <laughs> lamb blood. And I was like, what's this scrumptious thing? And um, and he's so funny. He's so hilarious and so smart. And I was like, I remember him telling me that he had a weird last name. His last name was Sleeper. And I was like, oh, is that really your last name? He's like, yeah, look at my driver's license. This is the first night I met him. And he shows me his driver's license. I didn't care about his name. I was just like, date of birth, date of birth, date of birth, date of birth. And I was like, oh. Oh, man, he's so way too young for me. And um, and so because of our age difference, we just kept, you know, breaking up and being like, oh, I'm in a different play. You got to, you, you be in your twenties. I met him when he was 25. So yeah, but he is, he's hilarious. It's like, we're not sick of each other yet, which is kind of bananas. But yeah, he's just every day he's dancing around and making up songs. And I mean, I was just gonna, you both don't seem like people that are like boring at all. So I feel like the two of you together, I can't even imagine the stuff that you're doing to entertain yourselves. <laughs> oh my God. I went away um, for a couple of weeks. I was helping my parents out and I was up n- north and, um, and he was like, yeah, I really miss doing bits. <gasps> you're not here. I can't do any bits with anyone. <laughs> Doing bits. Oh my gosh, I love that. And I not for so anything, just bits like just for bits. you too. Yep. Just <laughs> wall bits. Yeah, he'll walk around with his underpants pulled up to um, just under his his pectoral muscles and then with a mustache <laughs> proclaiming that he's the strongest man in 1906. It's just like you never know. But yeah, he's delightful. And I always loved watching all your videos because y'all were both so charming and funny and so I really enjoyed them for you, you for you guys so I feel like I know you because I've watched you for years like doing circus arts and eating donuts oh sandwich kinds of things so yeah just Big fan yes. living through a bunch of trauma well, I, together <laughs> yeah I have to say Ali I for one whole year have been successfully married to a man who's younger than me the danger zone is um something that one of my girlfriends coined as soon as we got out of college and it's like this weird era where like you know people are just sowing their oats doing their things trying to get their own lives and she always had this theory that she was like the danger zone for men happens when they're 23 or something 23 to 28 mm. you can enter the danger zone as a nice person and exit <laughs> as a as a crazy person and she's like it's the danger zone for men once they're 28 you can really find out what's going on she's like but from 22 to 28 it's just you don't know. And I'm like, honestly, I definitely don't know that it's over at 28 or that it's just men, but it was fun to kind of just talk about at the time. Um, but yeah, age is, you know, what is age? Right? What is it? That's so true though. I met, what yeah. Is it? I met Jarrett when he was 25. I, I, it was, yeah. And, and that's I was, like, he was very DZ, very danger zone. Yeah. Very <laughs> DZ, already abbreviated it. Yeah. 
Yeah, he was. But it's so funny, you know, when when you're growing up and, you know, you like, at least for me, you know, my parents got married when they were like 22 or something. And you're like, as a teenager, I was like, oh, by the time I'm 25, I'll probably own a home and, you know, be like settling down. And then when you are 25, you're like, LOL, I'm like hitting the club and like, (laughs) I wasn't doing that at 25. You know, I was a music <gasps> writer crazy. into my 30s. And so I was, I know, it's weird. Of course. I was working for the LA Weekly and I was, a, I got a, essentially assigned like to the nightlife beat. And so I was like turning 30 and I just wanted to be home with like some good earth spicy tea and just, <laughs> just sort of like a, a comforter on the couch. Yeah. And, um, and I was, you know, getting to places at 10.30 at night, 11 o'clock at night, drinking vodka sodas with well, well vodka. Ew. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And having drink tickets so I could, yeah, like watch bands and take notes on them. So yeah, my danger zone was like prolonged for occupational reasons. (laughs) That sounds absolutely horrible. (laughs) It was bad. But it's crazy because you are like such a multi-hyphenate, like, I did so much internet stalking of you. You, like, first off, you need to write a book, like, with all the anecdotes of all of the things, because I cannot imagine how many stories you must have. But listen, I know, like, uh, like Lily or whoever said that, um, I think it was you, Lil, who just said that people in LA are multi-hyphenate, and they are, but, like, you're successfully multi-hyphenate, which is a a difference. (laughs) And also, like, (laughs) unrelated multi-hyphenate. Like, it's not just, like, model actress. It's like, <laughs> no, you've done, like, a bunch of random... It's it's a myriad of things. It is. I, it's, I think it's sometimes tough because you have to give up maybe one career path to really commit to another. Mm-hmm. And then you might get down the road on that one and decide, well, I kind of did what I wanted to do here, and I really missed the other one. So I'm going to make a little bridge and go across and try to do both. <laughs> and so there was a lot of that. Like, I was always really torn between science and art and, like, science and, and film and movies and stuff. And so... I, I felt really pulled in two directions. And those are, especially before the internet, those were very opposed. Like mm-hmm. you're not going to go around like counting tadpoles, uh, you know, doing field research and then also like doing avant-garde cinema. But um, <laughs> so I was really pulled in that direction. And I just found like, I essentially, I'm a swerving car is what I'm saying. I'm just <laughs> swerving in and out of lanes. My whole I, but life. you haven't hit anything. So far, no. So far, so good. But yeah, so I always go like science and art. And then, uh, and yeah, I think I would, my whole career advice to anyone, this is, this is the secret of my success. Tell us. Well, finally, finally. Everyone listen. um, Is just get in wherever you can, like a cockroach. You have to think of yourself like a cockroach. Like if you want to get a job somewhere and you email someone and you didn't hear back from them, you got to ping them again. You know, you got to get in. If you have to volunteer one day a week, shoveling something unsightly, get in there, get dirty, get in the door. And like never, uh, never take silence as a rejection. Cause usually the person on the other end of the email just doesn't have their shit together. So if you're like, oh, I'm really interested still, that's when that's, those are the people who get things done. That's true. I love love that cockroach example because also cockroaches are supposedly going to survive the apocalypse. 
Mm-hmm. And to me, I mean, endurance is everything. So also, yeah. I guess, you know, be that cockroach who doesn't give up and just won't die. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> right? Find well, a way in. And also now that I feel like you're kind of a living uh, version of what I always say is that it's like, if you can get a job generally in what you kind of want to do, then eventually you can kind of make it what you want in a perfect world and or an ideal world, I guess, mm-hmm. that um, when I started working at Clever, it was entertainment news. And that wasn't like something I was super passionate about. But I was like, <laughs> I knew I wanted to work in video. And then I kind of just took it from there and it turned into something I wanted to be doing. But um, you host a science podcast now. I do. I do. So yeah. like you you took two worlds and that were never related and you could finally not have to just build a bridge, but you could like have them merge. Yeah, which was kind of nice. And and I always love that about you, Lily, too, is I know that that you came on to Clever and really gave it your voice. Both of you did. And don't leave your weirdness at the door is my point. I think I think that's like a mantra, honestly, to live by. And I think that is what is I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I love that you said, like, I think especially in this day and age, and especially if you're working in digital, um, well, maybe not just digital, but in general, I love that people have the freedom now to really create their own paths and their own destiny in ways that we never have before. Like, I would love to hear from you, Allie, because I know you are like a legit actress and I don't know how long you've been acting, but like, do you remember the days when like your only option was to, if you wanted to like be in stuff, you had to book a role. Whereas now it's like, if you want to be in stuff, you could very well like make your own stuff and be in it. (laughs) You know what I mean? What was it like when you were starting out like back in the day? Oh my gosh. Okay. This is going to scare you so much. Okay, imagine this, right? If you want to make a bit on a film, you want to make a three-minute video, right? First, you have to (laughs) get a ton of lights that weigh like 40 pounds each. And you have to rent them, (laughs) of course, literally. (laughs) And then you have to buy film stock, hopefully enough to cover. And then you have to go get it developed. Sometimes your film would just be at the developer for months until you could raise the money to actually pay to get it out. Because like, you know, you wouldn't get your film, your developed film. I knew a guy in film school who pawned his car, his Mustang. Yes, he had a Mustang. Nice car. And um, like an old Mustang. And he had to pawn it to get his film back from the lab for his assignment. So yeah, so number that one. That is wild. Yeah. And then you had to cut it. You had to go to the lab and you had to cut it on a flat bed with a razor blade frame by frame. Oh and then you had to slice God. it together because I'm 86 See, like, years I, old. I wouldn't, that would have deterred me from being interested. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, and not to mention if you did it wrong, you're shit out of luck so hard. Oh and my gosh. Yeah. It's so, so true. Like... Do whatever Back you want in the now. day when I was when I was learning how to edit in like journalism school, um, we were doing like a very similar sort of thing. And if you messed up, you're done. Your project's trash. That's mm-hmm. it. Too yep. late. Goodbye. There yeah. was no like, oh, let me undo that cut and paste. It was like, well, <laughs> no, you're just done now, which mm-hmm. is just wild to think about. I know. It's it's so now the fact that you could make a feature film on your iPhone, like for CBS, I'm on the show, CBS um, Innovation Nation, and we have two cameras running usually, but my producer runs a wide shot 
on her iPhone and that runs on oh air. God. Like it's good uh, enough quality. I it's shoot broadcast this on quality. my iPhone now because it's yeah. like more forgiving on your face and just like looks better. <laughs> um, so yeah, so mix stuff. I just Everyone whipped out stuff. if you're watching, this is a YouTube video, um, which by the way, I don't think we ever, I guess we probably did in the intro that Jocelyn is not here right now she's here by phone <laughs> but um joss has seen this in person this is my first uh i don't know where the actual camera is but the box for my first camera ever that i got in 1997 <laughs> when i was seven and my grandma got it for me for christmas and it came with like you could it had like a I'm like where you're looking here you it had like an editing software and everything and there was like oh a little God. like book that it came with that had storyboards that you could draw and put stuff in but then the editing oh my god there was like you could do like harry potter newspaper style effects so it's like the video is in the newspaper and it would zoom that in 1997 <laughs> that was a possibility so I'm so sorry that you had to go through those dark times because that's what got me interested <laughs> in video. And then I was able to pirate software through high school and teach myself. But but now it, that's just think about if you had to go back and make a video, though, based on your your camera from 1997. <laughs> I've actually I was, I I made like most of that video where it's like vlogging with my camera. It only holds like 30 seconds. <laughs> It's like literally the memory card is like like 35 megabytes. <laughs> but oh, it's oh crazy gosh. because the fact that like I feel like even me compared to when you guys were growing up having access to stuff that got me interested, I wouldn't have been interested if I had to like manually be cutting film. Wouldn't have been a yeah, an attractive <laughs> thing to get into. But then um now literally you could make an entire movie on your phone. So I'm like so even yeah. compared to what I had access to now, it's like, there's no excuses. <laughs> yeah. Make, just make yeah. weird stuff is, is my advice to everyone. Just keep making stuff. Cause you get better at making stuff as you make it. I remember when I first started ologies, I was like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to format it. And now it's, I've learned so much. This is one thing I learned from scientists a lot is, uh, that failure is part of success. Like no one is successful without failing so many times on the way because that's just how you get better at stuff. And so, yeah, this like perfectionism and fear of failure is something that I was always really plagued with. And I've had to learn that just fall on your face a bunch because getting up is what gets you better at it. So it's true. (laughs) And I think also the way that you, I think the way that you present, like for me personally, I'll be totally honest, like science and math were never my strong suits growing up. Like I had to work really, really hard to like get okay grades in those classes. And so it's been hard for me as an adult to be fascinated in things that I'm kind of intimidated by. And what I love about your show is that it's very unintimidating, but very educational at the same time. Um, I listened to your episode about the science of mortuary makeup. Uh And I was like, this is the kind of science I can get down with. So like, for people who are not familiar with ologies, like, how do you describe the show, the podcast? Oh, I mean, it's, it's always been kind of like, ask smart people. I love that questions, you know, (laughs) because <laughs> that's totally okay and a lot of the times they'll be like that's a great question you're like really so it's just that <laughs> notion of like unabashed just be curious about stuff and that 
there's gossip in everything. You know, even science seems really um, sterile, but what's going on behind the scenes in science is chaos. I mean, it's labs filled with, you know, dirty beakers and broken experiments and people staying up all night. And, and um, so a lot of scientists are just really passionate about what they do. That's why they got into it. So I, you or I may not be well fit or a mortuary makeup career, but the person who is <laughs> fucking loves it, you know? So then talking to someone who really loves something is always going to be exciting. And when you're not afraid to ask them, maybe not smart questions or not expert questions, then you get all I the mean, I feel stuff, like that you know? was basically um, like our career at Clever when we would go to stuff. It was like, <laughs> let's put these two stupid girls in this situation and give them a professional and let them ask whatever they want. And the people were always just like, sometimes they would enjoy our earnestness we'll say but other times I feel like they did get annoyed and they'd be like oh my god you guys are so stupid but um we definitely are fans of asking shameless questions I just think like you're you're standing in for the audience anyway so you well, and it's ask, like you I always said especially with like being able to google things you should always Google things because there's always someone that has Googled that same thing before you. So there's yeah. like the odds of it being out there are pretty good. So I feel like that's the same way. It's like, if you're thinking it, someone else has probably thought it too. Uh, you know who I've wanted to get on the show so much and I've reached out to their PR, who? Dr. Pimple Popper. We, I want we to do could, a dermatologist. You have to probably help facilitate I know. that. I know. I think I she still follows me on Instagram. I mean, Oh my gosh. I still follow it her and I mean, it's like I forget and then I'm scrolling and then I'm like, what's oh okay. And oh, then sometimes uh, it's satisfying well, okay. and sometimes it's like it's too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, speaking of overshare, I don't follow Dr. Pimple Popper, but I but I because but I yeah. sneak over there. Yeah, you have to night, you have to you know? go like, like you have to know that you're going yeah. there. It can't just pop up out of nowhere. I know I'm going there. It's yeah. a destination. And then I'm like, okay, this cyst is going to be too bloody. I'm not ready for that. But if you've got, if you've got like, um, some sort a of, black head, it's funny because I've even been thinking about head. her recently because I've been having a lot of skin issues and I feel like I'll see some stuff that she does. And I'm like, Ooh, maybe that's what's going on with me. Should I see if she wants to? Oh. Do so maybe we could just like do a whole <laughs> day. We'll be like, Where was she located? Wasn't it kind of far? <laughs> She's here in it. She's, she's out. She's in Upland. Oh, L.A. There's not the 909 area. Yeah. So close <laughs> to L.A. But I think like she is she is a prime example of, you know, when I was growing up, 80s, 90s, whatever. If someone would have been like 15 years <laughs> from now, everyone on the inner or everyone will just be consuming videos of someone popping pimples i would have been like yeah right that I, makes I, I no always, sense but that's I always like think the of beauty her, of um, it when we met her and she was like yeah well i i noticed that people were really into watching these popping videos and that there seemed to be kind of like this niche audience on the internet and then i decided i wanted to be their queen <laughs> and it was just like <gasps> Yes. Okay. There you go. <laughs> uh, but there's something about, and I don't know if it's just my, just like the particular anxiety that I have where I'm like, ah, I like to see a job done. And then, but you know what though, is mm -hmm. as long as we're going to overshare, please, can we get into it? Okay. Yes. So the, the escalation oh. from pimple popping. I got a message from someone. 
It was like, have you heard of mango worms? I don't know. Excuse me? What are those? (laughs) You guys. I do. Tell me more. (gasps) Okay. You know how they say like, like the blackhead essentially is like the gateway drug. And then mango worms, there's some hardcore, hardcore stuff. A mango worm is not a worm. It's actually a fly larva. And it's a type of fly. Infects the skin, like skin of dogs. And then they have to squeeze them out. (gasps) Like the dozens. And it is like disgusting. It's juicy. It's cathartic. And then you're like, this dog's finally getting some help. So I feel a little bit better about that Mm -hmm. because there's like a vet that's helping extract these things. But it's nothing compared to facial extractions. It's disgusting. Uh, but also, I mean, have you ever, have you ever um, dived dope? Why don't I know D- the past tense of diving? No My gosh, does. what is wrong with me? <laughs> have you ever dived into the world of tapeworms? <laughs> no. Have you? <laughs> that could be, no, but that could be your next general step. I remember hearing, and maybe these are urban legends, that the only way to get a tapeworm out is through the rectum. And it has to be at night with a flashlight because that's like how they come out. And then when I watched the movie, um, what's the movie with Amy Schumer in it where she's like on a trip with her mom? I don't know, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Somebody in... She, she she gets a tapeworm in that movie and they have to pull it out of her <laughs> mouth. So I'm just saying, you know, that might be TMI, but I'm sure there's a world in which you could get someone on your show, some yes. sort of ologist to give you the dirty deeds on give you all a of the things worm. having to do with these. <laughs> like, I don't know if you want to volatility do that. You know, people I used to do not. that. People used to do that. You could purchase Because then it, doesn't it make you lose 20s. weight? Yeah. It was a weight oh. loss aid in the 20s. Tapeworm eggs, no yep. joke. I mean, this is the same time that you'd have like arsenic primer. So w- what? Who? what is anything? You know? <laughs> I, well, so where I thought you were going to go with the pimple popping or the, yeah. it, just in general, when the stories of like a bug laying eggs mm, yeah. and then it like yeah. spiders or I, I can't, I can't mm. even think about it. Bot flies, um, same. No. What? A bot, a our, bot our, poor, our poor listeners are like, um, I'm going to go throw up. I'll Sorry. be right back. Sorry. But, um, but no, I mean, seriously, like, I think that is why your show is so cool. <laughs> and so much of what you do is because... You know, people like me who are more novice, who don't have an understanding or even like an exposure to a lot of the topics that you're covering. um, The moment that I see that Bill Nye is on your show, I'm all in. Okay, I need to know everything about Bill Nye. You were on his show. He was on your show. What is the man like? Oh, oh, you're so you're deep dive. You're so prepared. Um, He's great. He's great. I was, he has a show called Science Rules. That's his podcast. And they asked me to be his first guest on it. And I had oh, an like, honor. Gosh. Yeah. I just fainted from imposter syndrome, <laughs> just like absolutely like take me to the hospital. I'm not good. At, I'm having, I'm having like no self-esteem. I need an infusion. But, um, so I was very, very flattered. And, um, and so, yeah, I went on his show and we talked about, um, essentially just about it, like, uh, 
flat earthers and climate deniers and how to try <laughs> to figure out emotionally like what's going on with them. Um, and I did an episode on ologies called uh, Agnotology, which is the study of willful ignorance, which was really interesting. <laughs> I'm going to um, listen to that one later. <laughs> oh, it's so it's really fascinating. Um, but yeah, so then I got an email from from his people as he has people because he's built nine. He's built, nine. And, he's yeah, built just, freaking. He's the science guy. He has I people. Know. He's wonderful. So he was, he wanted to come on ologies and I was like, we will find an ology for this. Yeah. So he's just delightful. And he's, um, and he's just has such a good heart when it comes to wanting everyone to be okay. And, uh, and wanting to make sure that the older science establishment is welcoming of, um, you know, LGBTQ populations. And, and he's just very like, I, I see you. Don't worry. Um, not all old white guys into science uh, are horrible bastards. <laughs> I love great. that. Yeah. So he's wonderful. And we had a great chat. We talked a lot about his beginnings. And actually, you might find this fascinating, but um, in his episode on, on ologies, he talks a lot about him being pulled between engineering and comedy and how how difficult that was for him. Phil Nye, a stand-up comedian. He was a stand-up comic. Crazy. So yeah, um, and he's just, he's delightful. Yeah, but I, I, I... As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, guys. So right now, I want to talk to you about one of my favorite new classes on Skillshare. It's called Plants at Home, Uplift Your Spirit and Your Space. And it's taught by the iconic Christopher Griffin, a.k.a. Plant Queen. So if you guys follow me, you know I have a very long narrative of killing each and every plant inside of my house, but not anymore. 2020, I am turning a new leaf. Get it? Turning a new leaf because I'm uplifting my plants at home. So this class is so cool. It talks about the positive power of plants. Yes, plants do have power in case you didn't realize. It also talks about finding the plant that's going to be perfect for you. It gives you all of the beginner details and it even talks about bringing your plant home almost like bringing a baby home from the hospital but like maybe less important either way guys I'm absolutely obsessed with this new class and I highly recommend it to all of you a few more classes you guys might be equally as obsessed with are the DIY photography class where it teaches you how to style and shoot creative different still shots. And that's taught by Rachel Gulotta and Daniel Inskeep, who are both photographers at Mango Street Lab. And then of course, there are other options. If you're into iPhone photography, which I know I am, you can learn how to shoot and edit conceptual photos right on your phone. And that is taught by Adobe Creative Resident. 
Emily Satsker. And last but not least, another one that I really love is all about finding your style. And it gives you five exercises to unlock your creative identity. Honestly, I didn't even know I had a creative identity until I found out about this class. So just a quick reminder, guys, Skillshare is an online learning community that offers membership with meaning, with so much to explore and real projects that you can actually create and hold on to, and also the support of fellow creatives like yourselves. Skillshare really empowers you to accomplish real and lasting growth. Plus, you can give a gift that's one of a kind, handmade, completely personalized, or <laughs> if you're like me, perfectly imperfect. But I promise you, when you give these super personal gifts, you will definitely get tears, which is always the goal, at least with me. And when you put in time and effort and even creativity into a gift, I feel like it really shows just how much you care. Skillshare also is super affordable, especially when you compare it to other pricey in-person classes, which like, let's face it, who can even do in-person classes at this point? And of course, they also offer a lot of workshops. The price for an annual subscription is less than $10 a month. So guys, explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash Overshare and get a free trial of premium membership. That's Skillshare.com slash Overshare. Again, explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash Overshare and get a free trial of premium membership. That is Skillshare.com slash Overshare. And you even kind of like you referenced you referenced this like earlier, like saying you and I know, you know, especially maybe like maybe not Lily, like her generation. Are we different generations? I guess we kind of are. I'm 38. So like, I feel like even when I was growing up, there was very much this pressure to like, pick a major when you were 18, and then do that for the rest of your life, kind of. And there's just so much pressure, especially when you have so many different interests. And you've done so many things like, First off, we've never had an Emmy winner on our show. And I don't even think I've ever really talked to an Emmy winner at length, to be or honest. Or anyone else that's but, been on Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> that is or true. Or anyone that's been on Grey's Anatomy. So, like, first off, Grey's Anatomy. Like, oh. we need to know everything. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, well, I started off in film school, you know, and, um, and I got my first job in TV when I was in film school. And... Then back then, SAG, you only had to make $13,000 a year to get SAG healthcare, which was like nice. And oh, wow. so that's awesome. So I would do like a TV job or two a year to keep my healthcare at least. And so, um, <laughs> and I think with Grey's Anatomy, I forget, I think I knew the casting director. I think they had done a show I had done previously. So, um, and it was playing a pregnant woman, which I've never been pregnant, <laughs> but. That I had Googled your, it's, you have a whole fan, your wiki page that oh, has no. your entire storyline. Oh no. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh dear. Oh my gosh. Holy smokes. The but, fans are intense. Oh my God. I did not know. I'm sure that I, I didn't know how to carry myself as a pregnant woman, but you know, what was kind of cute too, is I think they fit you with this belly full of bird seed. What's filled in it is bird seed. So it's heavy, like a pregnant ladies, I guess. So and, it makes you just mimic what they would be doing yes, anyway. <laughs> yes, you just kind of waddle around. And I remember waddling around at the craft service table being like, this is great. And because uh, <laughs> like, you know, this idea of like, oh, I'm going to be on TV. I'm going to be on Grey's Anatomy. I have to look my best. It's like, fuck the abs. There's no abs happening. Like I'm wearing a, yeah, I wear a pregnancy suit. Um, and somehow 
it was really cute. Some of the crew, like I'd go up to set and then they'd be like, oh, take a chair, take a chair. And I was like, oh, they made the real <laughs> like, I'm not really here. pregnant. Yeah. It's like a bunch of sunflower seeds and stuff. But, but I totally um, need the chair. Thank you. Definitely. I will take the chair and I will have an extra hot dog. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so it was delightful. And, um, and you know, tensions were high on the set between some members. Um, I'll say that. I could Ooh. tell. There were riffs. One, I know. One, well, this, uh, it, this is season two for context. So. Yes. That's all, that was some serious ago. drama. That was when yes. like um, every, the, it was like the original cast was still there. Yeah. <laughs> it was like before everyone died. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Before all the plane crashes. <laughs> yes. But Catherine Heigl was always, always reading a book up until they needed her to deliver a line. Like she'd just be in her face in a novel and then they'd be like, okay, places. And she'd like walk up to her blocking, you know, to her mark, reading the book and then close the book and be like, well, what is it? An aneurysm? Like just instantly. And I'm like, how does her brain do that? What is she reading? She's like Anna Karenina suddenly making out with someone in a locker room. I'm like, she's amazing. Um, and I remember there was one, I will say there's one person who plays the doctor on it and I will not disclose to you, but they hated the storyline. All of them? All of them, exactly. <laughs> covering, I'm covering my birdseed ass right now. Um, but they... I hated this storyline. They thought it was so stupid, apparently. And I saw them take notes on their clipboard as they were like interviewing another patient. And I saw them write down, this is so ridiculous <laughs> on their, you know, like as a frustrated actor. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I, now the show's been on for like literally 4,000 seasons. Yes. So if that person is still on the show, they're probably just like accepting it and the massive paycheck at this point. Oh my gosh. I know. That's I just wanted funny. to sneak over and just write what the rate was right <laughs> i think my mic cut out there for a second but yeah so that's um but i just i i did love being on there it was so fun everyone else was so nice and i i remember at the time it, this was like a million years ago and i remember thinking oh my gosh it's gonna be so funny when i actually have kids to show them this polaroid from the fitting and i'm like not having kids <laughs> like, I'm like, like sorry well, mom and dad i'll show someone else's kids <laughs> Yeah, it was like this, this lump of grain is the, the closest you're going to get uh, from a kid. So yeah, but you that should was have held on fun. to that thing. You could have gotten some perks like you probably could have got good parking spots in L.A. And like, you know, people would have hold, held doors for you. I feel like that that would be a fun thing, I, you, you know, know going up to sample tables like sorry, eating for two. <laughs> gonna need an extra just costco just wiping costco out they're like she ate all of our toaster waffles i haven't been to costco in so long has anyone has anyone <laughs> that's true is it open? i know there are there are things that i'll things that i miss are the, the stupidest things like i'll miss going to going to costco or i'll be like i remember when i used to just walk around the americana sipping a nice coffee and i was like why that, i mean i think you can still do it but i just yeah i'm hanging you know keeping a low pro that's but, people um, be yeah, like on twitter like oh i i miss like browsing target and i'm like yeah are we not doing that <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I haven't been out much i just haven't been out much Allie, what what's like your one what's like your one thing like when this is over whether that's like six months or seven years like what is your first stop like uh, what are you gonna do when we have like complete freedom someday 
I think just an orgy, right? Like most of us just burning man. Of course. Yeah. I'm going to wear a tinfoil bikini. I'm going to make out with people who just have one name, no last name. I can't wait. I'm going to, I'm going to have an ecstasy lozenge. I don't know. Do they make those? I'm making I don't up. know, but everything you just said could have come out of one of my friend's mouths and I would have believed it. I'm going to ride my oh, motorcycle. Um, no, oh I my gosh. definitely going to go to Sturges. Um, no, that's not going to happen. But you know what I, you know what I miss is I, I have like two people who are, are just rich and famous enough to feel entitled to, and to pay for the, um, the Disneyland, uh, tour where they give you someone an escort and then my pa- friend used to be one oh. of the escorts oh my god yes she, oh my and she's god. like met celebrities and become friends kelly clarkson was one of the ones she met and then mm. she gave her tickets to her concert later and was like and apparently she was an absolute angel it was the <gasps> best she, story i've ever heard did she have anyone that she was like this guy's a dick like steven seagal so i don't think so i'm not like super close with the girl yeah. so i don't know if i maybe just heard the good stories but maybe. i don't think so she like really liked working there I mean, I, this is the way to go. I don't As think a, most people are mad when they're getting a private tour of Disney. So very, very true. And <laughs> if anyone's not familiar, this is maybe also an LA thing where people have more access to thousands of dollars to go to Disneyland. But when you are a famous person and you can't be like harassed in the line or someone's going to make me take a picture with her baby and it sucks, like you can tour all the rides and you get this escort who's like in a cute plaid uniform and they take you through the exits so that you just hop on the next available roller coaster. Like you just go through the exit line, they escort you on, by they the way, you guys, the, the only reason I know this is a thing is because my friend was the person working at the, she was the escort. You know, people that did that. I know two people that did it. That One of them, still can. I don't think that they can still do it, but I got invited for two birthdays for it and I got to go along with it. And I, did you go to the, what's, isn't there the club? No, for that, I think you have to be uh, in the <laughs> Illuminati. Like, I think you have to be actually... You have to be like a high priestess of something. Is it, is it club d- d- or it's like D23 or something? I think it's 33. 33. There's definitely, you definitely have to sign something in blood for sure. That's where, that's where they um <laughs> they do adrenochrome teas. Yes, yes. It's yes. so good. I've heard it's so good. And there's so many available children. It's great. Um, <laughs> it's terrible, but no, but if you it's all are, joke, everyone, if um, you are like in the one percenter enough, you don't have to wait in any lines. And there have been times where I will never pay for that myself, but there are times when I'm like, that sounds so nice to just go on a bunch of dumb roller coasters. And actually, now that you say that, I didn't, I don't think I, did they pay for it? Yeah, maybe you have to pay it... $1,000 an hour or something. <laughs> really? Yes. Oh, wow. I kind of just felt like they gave it to some famous people. Mm-mm. But then like maybe if, you... oh, wow. Can yeah. anyone pay for it? I think so, yeah. Oh. I think you just have to I'm be one of those I'm acting like I people. like Disneyland even a little bit enough to be even remotely interested in that. I but um, that would be cool if you had just a ton of disposable income. I suppose, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how you would uh, grapple with it ethically, but it's... um. It definitely is. Uh, wow, this is how some people do it. Holy smokes! Um, so yeah, that and I'd probably go to a buffet. To be honest, not a Disneyland, but I would definitely oh. go to a buffet. 
Can you imagine? Okay. You know, Allie, a lot we of actually, people we've talked about this on the show that yeah. I, I I'm like scared that buffets and more importantly the salad bar at Whole Foods <laughs> is never coming back. Okay, okay? but so here's These are my the things take on that it. keep me up late. My take is why do buffets need to be self serve? Like, hmm. couldn't it just be like there's this menu of all this stuff and maybe they have it out so you could like see it. But like then the waiter gets just like a small portion and then it's just unlimited because like that's a good point. What's really the difference but of then, you getting it and I someone else buffet, getting it? I think the buffet would be significantly higher priced. You wouldn't be getting soup plantation prices. <laughs> I get well, you know, only because you'd have to pay more waiters. True, true, true. This but also true. even could you I, just like go up to a, a section and be like, hi, can I have one? And someone like hands you one rather than like you taking it. Yeah. like it, it, it feels yeah. like there's some workarounds. Yeah. I think that you should <laughs> workshop this. You need to get a whiteboard and you need to just start. For all the buffets I own and need yeah. to manage. <laughs> just like buffet 2.0 people. It's yeah, like I don't rescue know. buffets oh from the pandemic. That's going to be yeah. my contribution to society. Yes. But I can't believe it's been going on this long. I remember the first two weeks we were like, oh, this is going to be nuts. Oh, my That's, God. And now Jocelyn just, was just saying she thought it was going to be like three weeks total. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought at the beginning of COVID, I was like, I should make a time capsule video to myself. Like, dear Jocelyn, don't forget what you learned during this one month, whatever. And then now I'm like, LOL, this is going to be like maybe a couple of years, couple maybe years. longer. There's no, this is going to be like a huge moment in history. I don't think I'm going to forget. Uh, yeah, I don't think we're, many of us will. But one thing I will say, I'm so disappointed. I thought I would get my shit together in the first week of it. I'm like, a week off of traveling for work? Are you kidding? I had made a list. I was like, I'm going to read five books in one month. I'm going to Marie Kondo all my clothes. I had such an ambitious list of chores. I had to do jack of any of it. I've had like a lot of very varying <laughs> waves of like, super productive for a couple days and then it's like oh either like my back hurts and I can't move or like I'm just like anxious and can't do anything and want to sleep all the time but it's never like a steady like oh things are going fine right. it's like either oh I'm gonna work for 12 hours straight or I'm not gonna work for two weeks <laughs> well I talked to a neurologist or a neuroscientist rather who said that COVID brain is a thing if you are forgetful, if you feel spacey, if you're not good at multitasking, it is just in general, all of the things that have been happening this year take up a lot of space in our brain, like our processing power. So if I you thought feel you were going to say it's a symptom of having COVID. I was like, <laughs> so, but if you don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I one thing that has relaxed me so much, and I feel like you guys would love this. Um, it's like the same feeling you get watching a pimple popping video, but not disgusting. Okay. Okay. Two things. One, whittling. Oddly. Oh, doing it or watching it? Doing it. It feels like a little like every time you like nick away at a little bit of wood, it feels like the satisfaction. You know, I made a couple spoons. They're great. Oh I my love, gosh, I'm very impressed right now. I am, and it's um, the first, the first Out cut. Of what? I made, wait, that I like, made? Yeah, you're like wood. 
Yeah, yeah, wood. And the, what? And what? What's the tool you use? A whittling knife that you buy like online <laughs> for like thirty bucks or whatever. But buy the gloves because they make cut proof gloves. <laughs> the first time I did it, y'all, I opened oh. up my finger and I fainted. So don't. Dude, geez, oh. use the gloves. Just use the gloves. Cut away from the body. Anyway, Jocelyn is not allowed to whittle allowed. anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably not. No. <laughs> but the other thing I think that y'all would like, and this is no risk and not disgusting, but I'm a little bit obsessed with it. I recently got a pill shaver. Do you know what those are? What? Like a sweater no. shaver. Oh, it's the best oh, $13. Yeah, oh, like, like, a, like, Yes. Yes. I, I oh my think, like, pills, like <laughs> No, yes. I can understand why you would think I was raving about something that crushed. Yeah. I was I was like, why would I want to shave my pills? I don't want to <laughs> No. I need all I of thought them. maybe you were like I thought maybe you were like mixing your own pills, like no. dumping out all the insides and then building like, your own. I only but need no, oh my gosh, two milligrams of Adderall. No. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> pill shaving um, off clothing. I would really um, benefit from that, including the sweatshirt I'm wearing right now. Um, <gasps> I feel like really. Do you have pills on everything? I feel like I do my laundry <laughs> wrong somehow. Oh. No, this is so exciting. Okay, I got one. I'll send you a link. It was thirteen bucks. It recharges, <laughs> so you don't need new batteries for it. It's electric. It's electric. Wow. <laughs> Because my couch was getting all of these pills that looked like garbage. My couch and so, too. yes. Oh, because <laughs> we're sitting so... on it too much. So, that's probably literally <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> it's like there's too many I tears. I sleep on mine a lot. Yeah. So, I'm sh- oh, I fall asleep on mine all the time. Um, it's so great. And you just run it over and then it just gets rid of all the pills and it makes this like very satisfying crackly noise. And then oh, you're... it's kind of like the satisfying from like vacuuming. Yes. Yes. And you can. I uh, had two of my girlfriends over for a distance hang on my birthday recently. And I was like, I just want you to bring your most pilly sweaters. I'm going to sit across (laughs) the room from you and I'm going to shave your sweaters. And I did. I just drank a kombucha margarita. (laughs) It's the the ultimate birthday activity. (laughs) It was magic. I was like, I... That sounds satisfying. satisfying. I could give you quite a bit of material. Oh, I I really do. I just drop off trash bags. I want to go to Goodwill and just kind of hide behind a rack and just, and just like, I'm going to make these better. Yes. It's, and yeah, it's like, I found it for like 14 bucks. It recharges. It's just, and then you can see in this clear window what kind of stuff it's shaving off. Wow. Oh, I love that. Oh yeah. my gosh. That's You're amazing. Gonna You're going to love it. It's oh, the best. That Perfect. sounds like like such a good investment for satisfaction. It really high is. satisfaction. And there's no words. Um, okay, well, I also want to talk about um, just because I don't know if we'll ever talk to someone ever again who's won an Emmy. Oh, um, but like that's a big deal in the TV world. That is the highest accolade besides the Kids Choice Award, which is my favorite award. <laughs> um, and I'm curious, like. What is that like to win an Emmy? And is it like overnight your life just changes and like Oprah's knocking on your door like, Allie, come over and be my science person. She will not stop texting me. And it's gotten to the point Fucking Oprah. Oprah. I know. So many memes and I love them and stuff. But I'm like, I have like actual work to do. Like I'm running an empire, so, you know. Um, hold on. Do you want me to see if I can get Jarrett to bring it in? Do you want to see it? Yes, yes. please. All right, hold on. 
Um, I love that you have an Emmy handler, by the way. You have an Emmy. You you have your your man to bring in your yeah. Emmy. Carry it in. You know, I kind of never thought I would get one ever, but it was always kind of a pipe dream. And I remember, I remember being uh, being nominated and just having a really good feeling about it. Being like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. But I was, I was up for two this year, um, and I lost one to my growth. Yes. <laughs> Jarrett's in pajamas. Yay. Oh my gosh. Jerry. I like your stash. Look at these people. Who are these people? <laughs> Jocelyn's not actually here. Uh, but there's actually she, one image. She is I was like, on, wait, that doesn't look like Jocelyn. She is I was a looking phone at myself now. and Ailey. And that's Lily. Yeah. I'm here. And Alyssa, how are you? <laughs> oh, there too. Yeah, no, I figured uh, in the audio section. I uh this is my job now. Yesterday, I brought you a sword for a podcast that you were recording. We were, we were saying it was nice that she had an Emmy handler now. Yeah, I think I, I can hear can you. Can you hear? It, it, yeah. Well, okay. Lovely yeah, to see you. She has headphones on, and yeah, yeah, this. yeah. Um, that <laughs> it's large. That looks heavy. It is heavy. Thank you, thank you, sir. That will thank be you, it. I may handle <laughs> Um He did. I was doing Adam Savage. Uh, his podcast yesterday and he was talking about how he was on a conference call and he realized everyone on the conference call had a sword handy in their house and then Jared just walked <laughs> into the room with a sword <laughs> he's like I overheard it oh my god I was I just gonna say so are swords funny. things people have and I'm like of course Jared would have one of course of course <laughs> absolutely but yeah this is um this it's kind of weird because I feel like I have one and a half Emmys to be honest like this we won for the show and uh and so the producers like only the executive producers I think are supposed to get the Emmy but um but they gave me one because they were like we couldn't make the show without you and so they uh they weren't like allowed to submit our names in the beginning. Anyway, so I have this one because um, the show won and then uh, I was nominated for host and I lost and then, uh, but I was nominated for writing and I won that one. So, and that one's still in the freaking mail. I won it in July. And they but still- like, you'll be able to eventually have a picture of holding two Emmys. Two Emmys. Ugh. But you know, you can't friend- win anymore because it doesn't look like you'll be able to hold them. I don't know. What am I going to do? Put the other one in my pants? <laughs> I mean, I guess Jared can carry it because he is your handler. So. He could carry it. Um, my, friend, uh, my friend Catherine has two Emmys as well for choreographing. I almost said choreographing and then I was like, what, what are words? <laughs> um, but yeah, she she's a choreographer for a bunch of comedy stuff, um, including the new Borat and, um, and Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And like, if there's a comedy show that has Some dancing wow. things, she's... And, um, but she's one too, and hers are prime time and mine are just, uh, daytime. And so oh. I feel like it's like the highest honor is really a prime time Emmy. And so like you, you've, you've got your toe in the door, but, um, yeah, you need it. to like, kick it open. Yeah. But celebrating. But for also, I think, I think any Emmy is pretty amazing because you're talking to two yeah, people say, who we have not have never, We've never been nominated to the Emmys, invited to the Emmys, and the only thing we've ever been nominated for, sort of, was the streamy, and we got last place. And oh, I'm so pretty I mean, sure that to- you have to like pay for that. Oh, <laughs> those streamies true. take your That's money. True. But I will say <laughs> they in, do. I mean, to come full circle, cockroach. Here's the thing: um, they won the, my show, won for writing the show that I'm on, and I was. I had a segment that was written by another producer that I read. And after they won for writing, I was like, hey, can I write this segment? 
I will write it for free. And that will have me credited as a writer on the show. And they were like, sure. So I've been writing that segment for four years, five years. And that is what got me on the writing staff. So when we won a writing Emmy, and they used a clip from that segment in the Emmys. And so if you're not, if you're not a hungry cockroach being like, I will eat a fingernail, then uh, sometimes the opportunities <laughs> might pass you by. There you go. Honestly, my yeah. outlook, my outlook on cockroaches after this episode has completely, <laughs> completely shifted. I'm like, I want to be a cockroach. Forget right? about a bald eagle. I don't want to be an eagle. I want to be a cockroach. Oh, bald um, eagles are like, little bitches too. Bald <laughs> eagles steal other people's food. They sound like chickens. They eat. Oh, from yes. you want to <laughs> be a cockroach? Ugly. Yeah. I hope that's the cold open for this episode. Bald eagles are little bitches. That would bring me a lot of joy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But like Ali, where so okay, you've won Emmys, you have the podcast, you're on Grey's Anatomy, you're a writer. Oh, also, oh, I could talk to you forever about going to UC Santa Barbara and living the dream oh. there because that was probably I've like had give many a, a horror story there. Um from UCSB? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Try try being a goth at UCSB. Try being someone who <laughs> wore all black wool in may in a place where like board shorts and kivas were <laughs> all that walking down dp going to all the parties in your yeah. goth outfit oh i was also straight edge so i was a straight edge <gasps> what at the time like not super straight edge like i had i would write like x's on it but i know but like you didn't drink or do drugs and you went never, to uc santa barbara you know what they had a good bio program <laughs> that's the thing also though it is a really good school but also like, it's for anyone that is listening that isn't familiar, UCSB is like notoriously also a very big party school, yeah. mostly because it's like literally on the beach and just like yeah. everyone, everyone's just like it's day drinking and barbecues all the time. Yeah. And I left after one year I because I was working. <laughs> Shocking. Like, yeah. And I and I so I started going to community college because I really wanted to figure out, do I want to go into film or do I want to go into into uh, science? Because I was studying science there. But yeah, I was like never had had a sip of alcohol, never smoked, never smoked weed um totally straight edge like writing like 18 page term papers listening to Bauhaus like I did not fit in there <laughs> at all. walk down the street and get contact high pretty much <gasps> I mean yeah I remember there was just like just natty light cans mm. everywhere on campus and um yeah so it was but I was I was always like the the people were very nice to me because they were like, "Oh, this poor goth girl. When, why is she here?" And uh, and so yeah, is she those lost? Were my, yeah, is she okay? Is she okay. No, but I was list. I was listing off all of those many things, and I'm sure there's many more that we don't even know about. But like, you know, life is young. Like, what do you want to add to your hyphenations next? Because if anyone can do it, it's it's gonna be you. I mean, I just, I, there's so much that I want to do. And I feel like, uh, you know, I think when, when I was growing up, I thought I would get married and have kids and the kids are like your legacy. And it's funny because I, I worked on cop shows when I was in, like my first job was on a cop show and I had to be a victim on a cop show a couple of times in my twenties, but I got mugged in real life, which sucked way worse. And after Ooh. that, I just had this weird turn where I wanted to, as a woman, wanted to get things that I wrote and made and my my thoughts out there instead of just having a kid or reciting things that men wrote for me. And so I don't know, mm -hmm. I think I'm like, I'm really driven by this, um, by putting my own voice out there as kind of a legacy and 
also with ologies using that platform uh to have other people hop up and and we can hear what they love about their science and what their experience has been like. So I just, I think that like uh, having more people who historically have not been heard, heard is something that drives me to the point of like obsession with my work because I just feel like leaving something behind is bigger than what I thought it would be. So yeah, so it's, I, I want to start more podcasts. I want to, there are shows that I want to pitch, like, I want to make a book. And so I think just this idea of, of like not going softly into the night. <laughs> like I love behind. that. So, yeah. I love that so much. That's so, and I think a, there's like so, so much legacy that you can leave behind. I think as women, especially like there's so much like, I mean, we see it in the media all the time, but like, oh, you're not going to have a child. Like, what are you going to do with yourself? Yeah. Like, as if we're living in the 1800s, right? And I yeah. think there's such, I mean, talk about Oprah. Like, my gosh, look at her legacy. It's incredible. Basically, what I'm getting at is... And no one asks I mean, why Oprah your, doesn't like, have kids. I know, no, sure exactly. Privately, but <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah like, right. it's right for some people... It might not be right for others, but, um, you know, I think that, I think feeling like you don't, no one gives you a voice. You usually have to take it, you know? And so I think that's part of my cockroach mentality is, is people aren't going around giving, giving people careers. You really have to fight for stuff and you have to fight for other, other people too. And so I think it's, Mm -hmm. um, I think it's, this notion that if you're good enough, you'll be discovered is a total, just horse pucky. And so uh, just Mm -hmm. keep making your stuff and keep putting yourself out there and, and and like be as weird as you want to be and make stuff. And, um, and that's usually how you can move the needle on things. That's my, that's what worked for me personally, but I don't know. You know, we have pimple popper. She might be the pimple queen, but you, our <laughs> friend, are the cockroach queen. And I feel like that's <laughs> going to go really far. Like, I think of someone that I really respect a lot. <laughs> I have this like weird habit where I follow celebrities on Instagram and then I pretend that I'm friends with them. So like I leave them comments like, yeah, girl, me too. Or like, you go, whatever. And one of them is Mindy, Mindy Kaling, who I've been a huge fan of for so, so long. I've never met her. I've never seen her in person at all, but I've read her books and watched the content she's made. And she was like, yeah, the reason I started writing stuff and making stuff is because that's how I knew I was going to get in things was that I was just going to have to make them myself. And I personally have just found that to be so inspiring for so many years. And it sounds like exactly like what you're talking about. And I think there's, it's so much more rewarding when you're the person in charge of everything anyways, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I think authorship is authorship has a type of fulfillment that I didn't really realize before. And so you really feel like when it's your stuff and your voice and you can be I think just being authentic is as you guys know is is um kind of the most value that you can bring to something. And I'm sure that you'll you found that too with clever if you tried to if you tried to be anything other than real in terms of your reactions and your thoughts, it just it doesn't it's not as interesting. Well, or that it's like perfect example of like things going on behind the scenes that maybe weren't as good as 
everything should have looked on camera <laughs> and then <laughs> us not being as authentically ourselves because of all the stuff behind the scenes, like the comments mm -hmm. would reflect that. It would be like, why is Lily being such a bitch today? Be like, because uh, <laughs> Lily got told she couldn't say this. <laughs> yeah, but I think in general, just doing the best you can at your job at whatever job you're given and whether that job is something you scrounged as a cockroach that was like seems beneath you but then could lead to something later which i think leads to what i always tell people that it, i obviously you have to have a certain level of skill for whatever position you're going after but there's so much also with connections with people and making relationships and especially in LA where it's so relationship based where even mm -hmm. with your Grey's Anatomy saying that you knew the casting director so they right right, right right that like yeah they could have done a casting and found someone else but like it's easier to hire someone they know and trust and like already that they know is easy to work with so mm -hmm. being able to have those connections span like years you don't realize yeah. how many opportunities will come up because some Someone just was like, oh, I like had that person in mind that just and especially with social media now, too. So you're always kind of like staying like people can keep up with your career and you cannot talk to them for two years. But then even I mean, Tony um, and I, I just went on a road trip thing in Oregon with uh, Tony uh, from Black Box. Oh, really? And um, oh he was like. I had this idea for a series and I just, I had been following all of your stuff recently and I know we haven't talked in a while, but I thought you'd be perfect for it. I'm like, that's so something that like, I met him through Jarrett, through Clever years ago mm -hmm. and like have not worked or talked to him in a while, but just having that good memory of like when you did spend time with them, it was an enjoyable time. You're mm -hmm. much more likely to work with someone that you just like, like. Like yeah, if you had yeah. three people to pick from, and one of them was like super overqualified, but like horrible and no one wanted to be around them. I would much rather pick one of the two less qualified people that I actually like. Yeah. You, so burning bridges is never, I feel like there's some people that are like out of ego will burn a bridge. Exactly. Like, or acting like jobs are beneath you <laughs> that you aren't putting your all in. It's like, no, well, you should probably try with everything because you never know who's watching and where that might lead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Very it's true. I mean, I I stopped trashing hotel rooms for that very reason, you know. <laughs> I still drink on the job frequently, but that makes people like you more. That's appreciated. Though. It makes people no. like you more. Exactly. No, I swear. Um, I well, hey, Allie, um, are you down? Are you down to stick around for our final segment of this show? Yes, of course. Okay, great. So long, farewell. I hate us so much more now. This is our little segment called Share Well. So Share Well, it's us saying farewell by sharing something that brought us joy this week. Because we also mm. start the podcast off by saying what we're over and basically complaining for 20 minutes. So this mm -hmm. feels like we ended on a positive <laughs> note. Uh. <laughs> oh my gosh. So what brought you joy this week? It could be just generally something you want to share or it could be like, I watched a video or I saw this tweet or I don't mm. know. One thing I have been uh, that brings me joy almost every day and quarantine uh, so far, there's a candle company called PF Candle and they make... Oh, I these, love those. And they make these incense cones, y'all. And I just, I got myself some as a treat. I think they're about 20 bucks and for like a can of them. And I light a little incense cone and that's like how I start my work day. And I have to say that this whole 
lockdown has smelled like PF Candle. And Jared and I accidentally called it PF Chang's. And now <laughs> we just call it PF Chang's. That's what you're going to say. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, we, it's like, it's not lettuce wraps. I, but it's, yeah, PF Candle. They're based in LA. Oh, they're it stands for Pump Frites. And they're really cute. And, um, and that's something that is one of those little things that just like, huh, and that and the pill shaver. I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> I still in my head and immediately went to like shaving a small pill. Um, I know. I know. (laughs) I agree. Candles. I incense is a little strong for me, but candles I fucking love. And I feel like I go in phases where I like kind of forget that I love them and I won't use them for a while. And I just recently bought some new ones and it's just so relaxing and nice. And especially because it's getting cold. So I feel like Mm -hmm. that's my substitute for not having a fire. Yep. Yep. It's so much joy. Just PF candles, by the way, I love and I have on my dining room table and had no idea that the PF was for palm frites, which is French fries, which makes me love it even more. I think I'm even more on with that brand. (laughs) Um, They have an amazing assortment of candles. Huge, huge fan. Um, Lil, do you want to go next or do you want me to? You can go. I'll finish this up. Okay. So on our last episode... I shared that what I was really over was, and you know, my life is so hard. Wait until you hear how stupid I am. Um, What I was really over was the fact that my Botox was wearing off, which meant I started getting tension headaches every day. Okay. Not only is my face getting wrinkly, but I'm also getting headaches. Life is not going well. So you know what I did last week? I boogied myself on over to the dermatologist and I was like, shoot me up because I am sick of it. So. I'm very, very excited to report that because of the fact that I can currently no longer move my forehead, uh, I'm not getting headaches. It's fantastic. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you so much. I documented the whole thing. I'm going to put it. It's probably already on my Instagram by the time this comes out. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, it's not why I initially started getting Botox for headaches, but it's definitely a major perk. So, um, you know, I just want to say shout out to my dermatologist. It's I really it's funny that you bring it. that up because while Melissa, um, our producer, and I were waiting for you to figure out your technical difficulties, I was literally holding up my forehead like this because I get this uh, one wrinkle that is like, Joss, you can't see at the moment, but it's like basically like if I had a unibrow, like it's right in the middle of my two eyebrows that I get that line from, uh, furrowing my brow. And that's like, I haven't gotten Botox in like, I, now it's been, I feel like it had to have been like February. So everything's, I feel like I've been, since I've been doing less, I've been like, having less facial expressions. I don't know. Maybe my face is just also, I haven't been wearing as much makeup and it's a little more hydrated, but, um, and I think driving, I do a lot of squinting that, and I haven't been driving as much, but, um, that have you ever, do you have any lines that like, literally I can like hold it up for like 20 seconds and it'll kind of go away. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I got this. That's been my new improvising for Botox. I'm jealous that, um, <laughs> you actually got it though. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm like, listen, hey, I saw this girl on TikTok today, brought me a lot of joy. She was like, hey, for people watching this, if you want to do injections, if you want to do this, if you want to do that, just do it. If you don't want to, um, don't do it. No one cares. Just do whatever you want to. But I always like to be really honest about 
I mean, I have not had any surgeries, plastic surgeries yet or anything. We know you got a face transplant. Stop lying. (laughs) I got a face transplant. I'm actually 85. But like, honestly, I just I like (laughs) I like to be honest about it because I mean, no amount of sunscreen could make my forehead this slick, you know? It's not natural. Well, it's in Botox, I feel induced. like it, what Melissa and I were discussing. Also, she said that um, her mom has it and so does mine. And that my mom is actually the one that told me to get Botox to begin with. Not because she was like, <laughs> you look old and need Botox. But she was like, do it now as a preventative thing, because otherwise you'll end up with this. And she's right, because... <gasps> That's, well, I would love to look like your your mom, I, my mom like does look great, but she does have old. this one line that I would rather not get, and I can see it coming. So <laughs> that's why I got oh, it. And then it's gosh. like I it's I don't feel like it's and Botox wears off. It wears off. Yeah, it's not it's like great. it's like I mean, this is now be we're not sponsored by any um Botox companies, like, by the oh, way. But I would <laughs> gladly accept. <laughs> same, same. Um, um what brought you joy, Lil? Hmm. Well, I would say what brought me the most joy was um, the election results, <laughs> or at least oh, thank you, the kind of results. I guess the current are election they results. Formal? Yeah. I don't really know. Trump seems to not think so, but um, he also held his press conference at a landscaping place. So that also <laughs> brought me more joy. I think even that it's just the joy kept coming. <laughs> Oh, so <gasps> there's, delicious. There's so many things. But um, if we want unpolitics-related joy, I would say my sister told me to watch The Queen's Gambit on Netflix. And I, like, didn't even... Seeing that title brought no joy to me whatsoever, so I didn't even look at what it was about. And I don't know anything about chess, so I definitely didn't know that was a chess-related term. But um, then my sister told me it was about, like, a chess prodigy that also is, like doing a lot of drugs and drinking and i was like hmm, i'm intrigued and she <laughs> sounds interesting well, and my sister and i have very much the same taste in uh tv shows which is usually like the more fucked up the better uh so if she's gonna recommend it it's usually gonna be something i'm into but uh i think i'm like four episodes in and i have to say big fan really i would recommend i've heard great things about it i've heard it's really really good from people that are like kind of TV snobs it's, too. I don't even know what genre it's supposed to be, but I would say it like makes me laugh out loud a lot. And I don't know if it's act- it's not like wow. jokes that they're saying, but it's just kind of like, I don't know. Basically the girl's the chess prodigy and her mom, like she was an orphan and the mom adopts her and she like flies her all over the country and takes her out of school so she can compete in these chess tournaments and win the money. And the mom is like very, very composed and put together, but also like a huge alcoholic and is always like, just like casually like chugging an entire thing of vodka. And it's just like, oh, everything's fine. Um, So I find myself just like (laughs) cracking up because they're ridiculous. Oh, I've heard it's so good. What service is is it streaming? Netflix. Aha, like, I've heard of it. Netflix, of one it. of the uh Which have you heard of because to. you're also on. Because also oh, yeah, Ellie you have is a on show, Netflix, which I so, actually want to binge as well. Um 100 Humans. <laughs> yeah, which I have to ask because I have that's on my list of things to watch. What is your favorite experiment out of all of them? 
Oh, man. Which, by uh, the way, you guys, it's a show where they have 100 people. It's a bunch of questions that then they find out the general population's answer by having 100 people participate in an experiment related to it. Yeah, I think I like the age. There's an episode about age, like what age group is the sharpest and the smartest and uh, able to solve problems. Oh. And there's a lot of there's a lot of twists and turns in that one. Let me tell oh. you. So yeah, probably probably that one. But yeah, I um, there's so many shows I want to see. Oh, there's so 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 many. Um, last thing I watched was the great and like and last thing I like binged all of was the great. And I just is the Queen's Gambit is that a period piece or no? It's in like the 70s, like 60s, piece, right? 70s. I, when I, you say period piece, I think like, 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 way, yeah, like, way, like I, and that's like not my style at all. I'm like, mm, I need it to be in the century. But um, <laughs> it doesn't feel it. It doesn't feel like you have to be like in the mindset of like, this is taking place in this time period. Otherwise, I won't understand it. Okay. Oh, I want to watch that one. Okay, good. I'm glad I'm, Same. I'm, glad I'm, I'm adding that, that to my list. Me too. Yeah, Jocelyn, um, actually, for well, once, Allie, it's something that I'm recommending that you would actually enjoy. Oh, well, thank you. I just finished watching um, The Umbrella Academy season two. So I'm actively looking for something else to watch. I haven't seen that. Um, but yeah, I do have a very like, <laughs> I'm like not allowed to watch scary things or I will never see. I just, I mostly watch like murder life. documentaries. So it's not really her. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Allie, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I want to make sure that people listening know where to find you, know where to find ologies, all of the things. So like, what's the best place that people can hit up to find more Allie Ward? Oh, uh, AllieWard.com. Boom. Just aggregate all the content. Website. Website. There. I love it. Yeah, one l a l i e w a r d dot com, and then there's um yeah, there's links to ologies and shows and stuff. But um, but yeah, ologies is is such a passion project. So I hope if anyone is out there needs to know about snail dicks and uh and all kinds of stuff <laughs> and if anyone has i mean we'll do what we can for the connection to doctor uh, doctor pimple popper. But if anyone else wants to. Put yeah. that out there Hit in the universe. Up. Yeah, just let me know. I I feel like that's that's overdue I, for sure. We, for we're sure. secreting yeah. it now, and it's gonna happen. Yes, of course. Thank you for thank you for willing it into the universe. Of course. <laughs> but yeah, so there's um all kinds of episodes up there, and uh, there's one about beauty called Kalology, which is all about beauty culture, and there's tons of um psychology ones. There's one about anxiety called Fearology. So there's uh yeah up on my website. There's listed by topics. So just dive in. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's illuminating to say the least. But thank you so much for having me on and having uh, Jarrett's mustache make a cameo. Um, he he misses <laughs> you all so much. I know, and I hope that we can meet in person soon and continue our you know cockroach domination. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I got distracted. My camera died again because I think I finally just filled up my phone. Oh, after <laughs> recording well, a lot of these oh my god um but well that's probably perfect timing good timing <laughs> go anyone out there go be a cockroach mixed up be weird i love that i love that put that on a shirt in 2021 go be a cockroach <laughs> go be a cockroach <laughs> oh my god thank you girl thank you bye of course this bye. episode is over
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.